0: Hello and welcome to the Seshwagon for this week. A uh, bit of housekeeping to start today's episode off with. Now, the title for this episode, I'm expecting to bring in a slightly different audience than I have enjoyed from uh, previous episodes, so felt like good time just to give a quick description of what this podcast is about for these new listeners, just so, you know, we don't scare them off too soon, you know don't go out too hard, don't sort of, you know, just like any other podcaster, I want to keep the new listeners coming in, I want to grow this podcast, so, you know, so anyway, this is The Sesh Wagon, you know, with Matt, and I'm Matt, and basically, this is a podcast that talk about, you know, current events, sport, you know, down there anything that gets into my my head that piques my interest, and the reason it's called The Sesh Wagon is, you know, because I am a, a man that enjoys the sesh, or, you know, smoking a bit of a, you know, a bit of the good stuff every now and again, and, you know, I thought a mobile podcast studio, like a standard late 90s Honda station wagon would be a great place to start my podcast. So anyway, with that disclaimer, let's get into the topic today, the main topic, and, uh, it's all cryptocurrencies man been in the news been in the news if you don't know if the old ftx saga that's been going on now for the those at home that aren't as familiar with the cryptocurrencies i'm not going to explain what cryptocurrencies are fucking go google that i'm not here to fucking hold your hand through this but uh ftx ftx is uh well was One of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world, so think of an exchange as basically just like a stock exchange, but for cryptos, it's basically where everybody, or most people, especially people just getting into crypto, go and buy their cryptocurrencies, and usually if they haven't done much research and don't know too much about what's going on, they'll just keep all their crypto on these exchanges, and honestly, it seems like a lot of people did that. But anyway, FTX is probably the second biggest cryptocurrency exchange behind uh, Binance, which is the one I used. Again, don't keep any of my crypto on there because I'm not a fucking idiot. But uh, FTX, damn, goddamn went under. Goddamn, like $30 billion or whatever it was. I think it was probably more, but let's say $30 billion crypto exchange basically just went (laughs) just exploded completely went under and basically you know i'm not gonna get into much of the technical details but sam bankman freed the owner the you know the head honcho of ftx sbf as he's commonly known around the social media circles of crypto Twitter and the likes, but uh, he basically fucking fucked up everybody's money, just completely fucking mismanaged, horribly ran his crooked ass company and was living the high life, you know, basically, basically it's every financial scandal rolled into one where, you know, this guy, SBF, he comes from money. He's uh, a nerdy looking fuck, an ugly looking fuck. Like, if you just Google him, you look at him, you can just tell, like, this is this is why I never gone to FDX. Just, for those of you at home, Google SBF FDX and just go Google Images. Now, does that look like a man, loosely calling him a man, does that look like a human being that you could trust with your life savings? No, like let's be fa- Be honest. Like he's got, like he's clearly autistic as fuck. Like, just you watch a video of him. He's just you know aspergy and fucking. You know he's a, he's. You can tell he's like quite. He's like skinny fat fat. So like he's got the body type where he, you know he'd be skinny fat, but he's gotten so skinny fat now. He's just fat but skinny. You know, and he's only like twenty nine or something. And for those of you that know me, it's a bit rich me calling another another man fat and having that as a, you know, downgraded character, but it's the type of fat. Like, it's just a pussy fat. It's a high estrogen, low T fat that this cunt has. And he's as fuck. Like, you just look at him, listen to him talk for 30 seconds, and if, basically the only way that I think you would trust your money with this guy, if you yourself were an absolute low T beta piece of shit so anyway this guy SPF a couple of things about him lived in the Bahamas had like a 60 million dollar mansion but he all the cars you know all that shit that the idiots get when they get some money this on top of the fact that part of the scam that he was running is basically he said he was running his multi-billion dollar business the main reason that he wanted to become a billionaire is so that he could donate all of his money to charitable causes, you know, because that's, uh, that's believable. You see a guy like, uh, uh, you know, it's worth 30 billion fucking dollars in his twenties. And you're just like, oh yeah, that's someone that clearly cares about the world, that cares about other people. He's not doing this for himself at all. He's not putting himself in the public eye. Trying to, you know, fucking paying Tom Brady $30 million so he does commercials with him and fucking, you know, putting his company's name on the Miami Heat Arena. Like, for those of you at home and familiar with crypto, the, the Miami Heat Arena is still called FDX.com Arena. Even though this company's gone completely under and this guy's fucking on the run from the feds. But, uh, yeah, basically, this guy. Claimed that the reason he got rich is so he could do effective altruism. Effective altruism, for those of you that don't know what it is, is basically some fucking millennial materialistic computer science nerd way of describing giving money to charity. But they call it effective altruism because, you know, they basically come up with these algorithms and these fucking test things. This is what they say they do anyway, to f- help distinguish the best and most effective way to do altruism, to, you know, do charity and make a difference. So that's what this guy was claiming he was doing. But when people, you know, people have been digging around in the internet and found that he was the second biggest donor to Joe Biden you know, old fucking zombie Biden, zombie land Biden. And yeah, basically his charity giving was just donating to democratic fucking politicians, you know, because that's going to help save the world. We don't need to go back down another fucking politics rabbit hole. I don't even know if I've gone down on the politics rabbit hole yet, but we'll get there if we haven't. If I have, I apologise, short term memory loss on the all. But um, yeah, anyway, for those of you that don't really give too much of a shit about crypto, the TDR, TLDR is shifty, aspergy, chubby cunt who c- claimed he only got rich to help other people turned out to be running one of the biggest scams of our generation in terms of, you know, Money and how many people he's ripped off because that's the other thing, man. A lot of people <laughs> that are in crypto lost a lot of fucking money, and I'm talking, you know, life, life fucking savings. Like, you know, you got you're one of these, these, these bros that got into crypto around the time I did in fucking late 2019, early 2020, you know, and you were able to make a, a little bit of money over the past two years and then see all of that slowly dribble down to nothing over this last year and then whatever you had left is basically in this crypto exchange and it's your life savings because the only reason it's still in there is because you believe you believe it's coming back you know that's the only reason you'd still be holding a decent amount of crypto on one of the ex- exchanges because you're either you're a, you know a believer that it's coming back you're too far gone to admit you were wrong and fucked up and lost most of your money and see you're also a fucking idiot because nobody told you you didn't you didn't do the five days of research not even five days like if you research crypto like for more than like a couple of hours there's no way you don't come past like the you know the, the iconic fucking crypto educators like a Andreas Antonopoulos, whatever his name is, and whoever else, Lark Davis, and just these fucking, you know, YouTube crypto people, and basically every single one of them constantly tell you, not your keys, not your crypto. Like, it's a slogan, it's like one of the first things you learn when you dive into crypto, and what that basically means for you as you listening at home, is, you know, with crypto you got a wallet where your crypto is sold. Basically, you know, it's your window into the database of where the crypto that you, in quotes, own, because we'll get to that later, you know, because you don't really fucking own shit. But, um, basically, those, you know, you have a wallet, and it's a secure wallet with encryption. That's where the crypto part comes into it, cryptography. And basically to get in this into these wallets you need a key which is basically like a seed phrase, you know, numbers and words and shit. So basically when you have an exchange, you know, it's just you log onto an exchange like you do any other website. Like you log into your Facebook account. It's the same kind of shit. A little bit extra because there's fucking ECC regulations and all those financial laws, but basically the same. And all you gotta do is, you know, buy crypto with your credit card. It's in your wallet log in every time the checkout's going and you're away but the thing is the keys like the sea phrases and you know the way to actually access and decide what to do with that crypto that all belongs to the exchange because they assume rightly so obviously that you're too stupid to look past the first fucking layer of things and realize that this shit you know, you have absolutely no control over this shit, and that the numbers that you are looking at on the screen are an obvious fucking scam, and you think you're getting yourself fucking rich. Basically, you know, it's like early on in The Wolf of Wall Street, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character is explaining that, no, no, it's Matthew McConaughey's character is explaining to Leonardo DiCaprio's character at the start that, you know, on paper, these people think they're getting fucking rich, but they're not. Like they're never withdrawing their money until shit hits hits the fan and everything collapse collapses. And you know, like how these stock and and also like Wolf Wolf of Wall Street, where these stockbrokers were fucking doing coke and fucking partying and fucking as many whores and throwing midgets around. That's probably that's literally exactly what this SBF cunt running FTX was doing. Like that's other shit that's coming out. Like. Basically, saying that, like, the 10, like, the board, the 10 people on the board that included his ugly fucking missus would have fucking coke and just sex orgies all the time in the Bahamas. Like, literally, just. Seriously. Life is a fucking movie, but anyway. You know. uh, If you're. If you do any more than like a couple of days research into crypto, you know, not your keys, not your crypto. So you get your own wallet, you know, you get a paper wallet, you get a hardware wallet. That's even still a little bit of a scam. Or, you know, you realize, you figure out basically to have a custodial wallet, which basically means that you control everything in the wallet and you get given the fucking seed phrase, which is like 12 or 24 words that you got to write down somewhere and never forget, because if you forget them... Or if you lose them, you're never getting your money back. But, you know, because you're not an idiot, you're not going to fuck that up. But, yeah. So, yeah, man. A lot of people lost a lot of money. A lot of idiots lost a lot of money. But that's basically how it goes. It's always the idiots that lose the money. And because of that, like, you know, Jim Jeffries had a good joke about it back in the day. Like, I don't agree with the premise, but it was his gun control bit from back in the day, find it, you know, find it on YouTube, but basically he's advocating for gun control and basically saying, you know, society, we, we always, you know, we move as fast as the lowest common denominator. We move as fast as the slowest, dumbest cunt. Like, you know, as Jim Jeffries would say, like, he can, he can do coke and drive, like, it's fucking an absolute champion. But fucking Sarah got pissed off half a bottle of wine and killed three kids so now no one can drive fucking under the influence anymore you know these fucking idiots don't do more than a couple of days of research into crypto and realize that if you just leave you know your life savings on a crypto exchange that at any moment that crypto exchange can you know go under and basically take all your money and not give you any option to fucking get it back and yeah but yeah man crypto it's a weird thing man like before we go any further like i'm not trying to say that i'm a i'm an expert in the cryptocurrency space i know no more than the most most people No, i didn't get fucking rich otherwise this wouldn't be called the session wagon it'd probably be you know would probably actually be indoors with a house and set it outside in this fucking car but um you know made a little bit made made enough to chill for chill out for a while go do some shit and you know part of the reason you know because i had a bit of a, that cushion there from making money in crypto that that I was a bit more comfortable with staying an unvaxxed king and losing my employment but you know so allow me to do that so which you know at the end of the day was there a more important decision i ever made in my life probably not so crypto you saved my life but anyway You know, I'm not an expert, so I'll put a link in the bio, as they say, to you know a guy who I would consider my crypto sensei. You know, a guy I've actually paid cold hard money to to teach me stuff about crypto. And you know, that's old Cyprian C Y P R I P R I A N on YouTube. You know, real developer type, smart cunt really, you know, pretty good teacher, really knows Bitcoin and crypto just inside out, bit of a religious freak, so, you know, you go to his channel on YouTube, there's a little bit of that, especially recently, you know, he's a bit of a, bit of a Christ Doomer, but we'll look past that, because he knows his shit, and has a pretty wild past, the more you look into him, he used to be a fucking male gigolo, you know, like, did a TV show about it, so, yeah, anyway. Cyprian on youtube link in the bio if you want to go deep and actually learn about what fucking cryptocurrency is but um yeah man fucking sucks honestly just crypto just sucks like and the problem is it's the money as they say the crypt the problem with crypto is the money but that's also the good thing about it because it's trying to be new money but yeah basically yeah it just sucks and it's not even really the thing itself like because bitcoin it actually is pretty awesome pretty like it actually genuinely has the potential to completely change society and how we live and just you know completely free but you know everybody from fucking wage slavery and being a wage cuck for the rest of their life but it's also you know people just are so fucking greedy people are so fucking like they just want to click buck. they're greedy and they're lazy so they get sucked in like they see you know and I'll, I'll admit i'm not you know i'm not immune to this the main reason i initially got into crypto was because i saw some bullshit video telling me that i was going to be able to 500x my money in five months if i bought these shit coins that you know we're gonna go to the moon, I'll be, I'll be honest, that's, that may have tickled my interest, that may have, you know, got me a little bit aroused, and lured me in, but, you know, these people that fucking see that shit get lured into it, and that's all they care about, like, they just keep those fucking money-making, greedy, bastard, Jewish eyeballs, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but, you know, fucking just sit on money and making money and that's all they fucking give a fuck about like you know those are the one those are the people that make it shit but also they're the only ones the other ones funding it because a lot of the people they're actually making money are like these og cunts that you know were super smart and got into bitcoin early on are actually making all the money off this shit because they've made decent businesses and ecosystems within it and they're going to keep going because like they're also not scans because now's the point like this you know as much as crypto sucks this is also the most entertaining time for crypto because all of the big scams are just falling apart like yeah a lot of these cunts made a lot of money like a year or two ago but you know because they're absolute dog shit, they're just going to keep losing money and they're going to keep losing money so yeah man crypto it's got the potential, it's got the potential, I think it's going to be, sorry, just had to wet the throat a bit there, yeah, it's, I think I'm pretty confident in saying it's going to be something that's going to dramatically affect our lives, like in one way or the other, I think it's only going to get bigger, you know, not going to, not saying that Bitcoin itself is going to be the biggest you know everybody's gonna be buying everything in Bitcoin, and you know fuck the u s dollar and the New Zealand dollar, it's all gonna be Bitcoin Bitcoin Bitcoin. I'm not one of those fucking idiots because you know once you start looking more deeply into Bitcoin, how much it's actually changed over the years and how it's not quite what fucking Satoshi Nakamoto originally set it out to be, and then you know even the Bitcoin that they basically called Satoshi's vision went to shit, so like yeah, anyway, getting a bit too much into the weeds there on Bitcoin. On the Bitcoin Wars but uh yeah man it's gonna be well the way the way it's gonna affect everybody is gonna be these CBDCs if you haven't heard that word that's the central bank digital currencies and man that's that's you know that's the scary shit and that's if you don't you know if you want a quick explanation on that again like there's a good video on Cyprian's channel it goes for about 20 something minutes breaking down sort of like the us the us's proposal for a cbdc but basically it's the central banks in every country you know like the new zealand the reserve bank the federal reserve in the us and stuff and etc setting up their own currency to replace their own cryptocurrency to replace like the dollar and shit and but basically because it's you know everything's already digital, like no, hardly anyone uses cash anymore, everybody's doing online banking, it's going to be a pretty seamless transition to then basically say, your New Zealand dollars in your bank account, or your US dollars in your bank account are now, you know, fucking US coin, or NZ coin, and they're actually just cryptocurrencies now, but like, day to day, you'll barely notice a difference, but the problem is, When it gets to that point, basically cryptocurrency is just programmable programmable money. And so the government and the central bank's going to have ridiculous control over your money and next time, you know, know, if you get a warrant for your arrest or something, the police can just go into your bank account and just freeze, you know, all your money by clicking a button. And that's probably not a good example because they could do that now anyway, but like, say you fucking say something the government doesn't like you go to a protest that you know is against the government they see your face there they get the facial recognition out they can just shut down your bank account like instantly like you won't even know you'll go to pay for something and then it'll just be like oh your card or your phone just doesn't work oh sorry it's just rejected and then you know you go in you can't access it and there's nothing you can do basically and because it's just, it's just going to make, basically the government's going to have complete full control to do whatever the fuck it wants to your money at all times, which is what they're trying to get to, because that's literally like fucking these authoritarian governments wet dream, like it gets their dick hard and their pussies wet, and let's, let's face it, none of them are pussies, they're all, like even the, the chicks, they're just, can we just like be honest, like Jacinda's a dude, Jacinda Ardern is a dude. He was, she, he was born a male. She, he has a penis. All right? Just Google that. Jacinda Redurn penis. You know, and while you're at it, Michelle Obama penis. You know, you know. That's, that's how much these elites fuck with us. These chicks are actually dudes. And the dudes are dudes, but all the dudes are getting fucked in the ass by the dudes behind the scenes. Literally, I mean that. But anyway, sidetracking a bit. Fucking, you know, CBDCs, they're going to, it's basically, you know, if you think wage slavery is bad now where people put themselves in debt so they have to work shitty jobs full time for the rest of their lives until they can't no more, you know, it's just going to be extra level on top of that because you're going to have that and then if you, on top of that, if you say or do anything like the government doesn't approve of, your money's gone, family's going to starve, all that fucking bullshit. Like, just, you know, for example, like, say you live in a place where weed is illegal. Weed is illegal. And the only, currently the only fucking possible way that you can go buy weed is you have to take cash out of the bank, go see your dealer, give your dealer the cash, and they give you the weed. Now, in this CBDC future, there is no cash because everybody's got a phone and the, whether or not they've even outlawed it they won't issue a cash version of CBDC so everyone's got a phone so to be able to buy something off someone else you know you have to scan you know send it to their phone and basically you know if you're not a registered business or whatever and you know if you're just some dealer dealing something that's illegal and they they simply won't allow it you know they'll shut you they'll shut you the fuck down they'll arrest you instantly they'll come knocking on your door like hey what where the fuck did that $200 come from where'd you send those $200 and it's just you're fucked so you know if there was ever a reason to get into crypto that, that that would be why like again you know you don't have to spend any money but just just do your research do your research people that's all i'm asking like you know, I told a lot of the boys, a lot of the boys, just anybody that would pretty much listen. About you know, two years ago, two and a half years ago, when I was really you know, head over head over heels in love, just balls deep in crypto. That you know, you got to get your money into it. You got to get your money into it. You're gonna get rich. And you know, if they listened to me back then, they would have been right. But right now, I'm kind of, if, if so, I'm not that confident that someone would get rich if they bought crypto now. Like, you know, I, and I don't think that's the point anyway because that's, that's the thing. Unless you time the market perfectly, whatever money you're going to make, you're just going to lose anyway. So it's kind of pointless. But if I was going to tell anybody anything about crypto, it's just, 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 just get a reasonable familiar, familiarization with it because, you know, when they start rolling this shit out in a few years' time, you just... You know, you're just going to need that base level of knowledge. Otherwise, you're just going to get fucked. You're just going to get so fucked. You need at least a base level. At least, you're going to at least need to know where to go, like, on the internet to find the right person to explain how to get around those things. Like, that's all you really need to know. You don't need to be the cunt that's a hardcore programmer that's, like, fucking, you know, dedicates your life to learning how, to fucking, you know, learning JavaScript and Python and all that bullshit just to fucking code up your own wallet and send crypto transactions just through code and shit like that nah no, no, you just need to you just need to know who to listen to who to who, who to pay attention to online that actually knows what the fuck is going on with these crypto things and how to get around these CBD season like I said earlier link in the bio my boy Cyprian best place to start he's gonna you know he's he's, he's a man driven by God his imaginary friend god but his imaginary friend god is telling him to basically deliver this message to the people so go listen to them go listen to the message but anyway i don't know what it is i eh? have a fucking throat stride tonight having to rehydrate a lot but uh yeah man i suppose i should get on to the rest of the podcast you know Because basically that's what the first half hour of this episode was. was Just stalling. So I did not have to talk about this. But the boys, man. Izzy. Israel Adesanya. He got beat. He got beat. Oh, man. Alex Pereira. Took him down. Took him out. Fifth round knockout. Won the middleweight world championship. Our boy Izzy went down. Was winning the fight, going into the fifth clearly up three rounds to one. Showed us his wrestling skills, which I I've been saying since fucking the day of the fight. You know, since his last fight when he called this cunt out that he was gonna wrestle fuck him, and that's what you know. We saw it in the third round, fucking basically raped them on the ground for the whole round. But you know. That dude, Alex Pereira, just had that power. He had that power. We knew, I knew the whole fight could not get comfortable, even though Izzy was winning. And he wasn't dominating. Like, you had to give it to the guy. Like, you know, he went around and he was looking good, looked better than damn near anybody else that Izzy's fought as champion, really. Like, looked even better than what Robert Whitaker looked like against him. And he was having success, but, oh, Man, he just had that power and he got him. He got him. You know, got on with a couple of good ones there with two minutes into the fifth round and ref had to step in, you know. Some people saying it was a little bit early, like he didn't go down he didn't go down, stayed up on his feet, but you know, he was taking a lot of shots and I don't think it was early. I think like I think odds are the ref lets it go as he takes two or three more and he's gonna be out anyway. I didn't see him getting out of that situation, so kudos to the ref made a good call, but, yeah, man, our boy, he lost it, he lost it, no, I was fucking ripped, man, like, uh oh, if I'm being honest, like, I wanted to come on, like, it's Tuesday night now, I wanted to come on Sunday night, just after, a couple of hours after watching the fights, you know, that was the original plan, I was gonna get on, gonna fucking, you know, be pumped up, ready to go, celebrate our boy getting the big win, but, man, uh oh, just got me down, and, you know, I thought I thought the re- what got me down was the money. You know, because yeah, I couldn't not put decent amount of money on the boy after what I said last week. And sorry to sorry to Skrilla, I've got to make an apology as well. Sorry to my boy Skrilla for you know calling him out last week on his shitty betting strategies because. And then the day after this weekend, one of us made a bit of money, and the other one just lost, just lost it all. Well, yeah, I didn't lose it all. I didn't beat more than hundred bucks. So you know, your boy can, your boy can cover it. He's fine. He's fine. But um, yeah, man, I had I had the multi going. The multi was paying out. Going into that Izzy fight, I just needed Izzy to win, and I would have had, I would have turned my money. I would have basically 5x'd my money. Brought home probably about 500 500 bucks, which would have been sick. So going into that, man, I was nervous. I was nervous. The heart was going. It was like I was in there, man. I was in there. I was in there. I was ducking. I was diving. I was throwing. I was, ah. But, you know, you got to give it to them. It was a good fight. One of the fights of the year so far. Definitely one of the the main events of the year. Probably the second best main event, pay-per-view main event all year behind... Glover and Uri, that being said, Glover and Uri too coming up next month. That's gonna be a sick fucking fight. But um, yeah. What can you say? What can you say? And you got to give it to the lad, is he like press conference straight after the fight? Did the interviews the next like just today? Watched his uh one with Andrew Schultz and the boys, and got on Ariel Hawani just front in the media, just saying yeah. I fucked up, he beat me, fair play, you know, just taking the loss like a fucking champ, like, just proving to the fucking haters that he's just, you know, he gets a lot of flack, but he's just a great dude, you know, he's confident, he's cocky sometimes, he's flashy, paints his nails, you know, makes you question things you don't want to question, but, fuck man, how can you, how can you flaunt the guy that, you know, that's why I was gutted, man, more than anything, just... I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm. I'm an. Iz, I'm an Israel Adesanya fanboy. Like you know, I've always liked him. He's always been one of my favorite UFC fighters. But I've known it for, for a while now. But feels good to come out that I'm just an absolute, absolute homer for Israel Adesanya. Love that guy to death. Favorite. He's probably my favorite UFC fighter. Probably will be for a long time. So just gutted. But he'll get the rematch, he's going to get the rematch. He's going to get it in there, and fuck, I'm going to be nervous for that fight. I'm not going to put any money on that fight, I've learnt my lesson. I'm probably not going to put any money on any fights for a while. You know, but... Yeah, I need to put myself on a timeout, a gambling timeout. God, I just got so... Again, sorry, Skrilla. I mean, I know I didn't take any personal shots, but... Fucking pie in my face after last week. Like I literally called you out directly and said you're an idiot for doing what you're doing and you were right. <sighs> but yeah, the rest of the car, the rest of the car was pretty sick. Brad um Brad Riddell was gutting though. Christ lad. Just yeah. Just didn't have it. Just, you know. He said in an Instagram post the next day that he's gonna take take some time off, just needs to get away from it all you can't blame him. That's kind of how it looks. He just looks like a guy that just needs to get away. Just needs, you know, it just seems mental for the guy at the moment. You can't blame him. So hopefully, you know, takes about a year, year or so off and comes back better than ever and just makes a run of it. Just gets back in that top 15 and just keeps going. But yeah, anyway, so it's Brad Riddell. But the rest of the boys, the rest of the Kiwi lads, Carlos Ulberg with the sick knockout, Dan Hooker with the fucking dominant win, against the leg lock specialist, fucking him up, and then fight of the night, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, and how much of a piece of shit was Michael Chandler, like honestly, man, fucking hell, I've never liked the guy too much, mostly because I'm pretty confident the dude's juicing, like, you know, just has, just has that physique that you look for, you know, he's like, yeah, he's 155, he's not a massive guy, he's like 5 foot 6, but if you took like a, if you took a, if you basically took Jay Cutler, you know, Jake cutler mr olympia jay cutler not chicago bears Jake cutler but mr olympia Jake cutler and just shrunk him down by like 60 percent like perfectly to scale that would be michael chandler's body like he's just got that look he's just got that look like he's got that little bit of a gut that you see bodybuilders are getting just a little bit like he's obviously ripped and got the abs but you know that sort of which would kind of indicate to me anyway the layman that He's doing something, you know, and he's just the other things. Like, he spent a long career outside of the UFC. Like, he's only been in the UFC last two and a half years. So, like, good chance that he was in the smaller organizations, just doped, doped to the gills because no one was testing him because they don't have the money for that, and then just figured out a way to still do it. Maybe not as intensely, but still do it just enough. That he's still at that top level ways in the UFC, so I just think he's a bit of a piece of shit. And he showed it. He showed it, like fish hooking, fucking blow- blowing his blood out on Poirier's face. Just, be- yeah, he's just a grub, mate. He's a grub. Like he tries to put on this front, like this, like you know. Every time he speaks, he's it's like a prepared speech. Like he's got a fucking, like how lame do you have to be to have like a catchphrase, an MMA. Like, he, he just says, see you at the top, all the time. Like, he's got a fucking catchphrase. Like, what the fuck? Like, he's, ba- he's basically the Russell Wilson of MMA. You know, if you're an NFL guy, and you pay any attention to Russell Wilson and what he's like off the field. He's just cheesy, fucking putting out catchphrases and one-liners and just clearly just being this obviously fake person in every social situation, that's Michael Chandler, man, so, but I'll give it to him, you know, he had that sick knockout of Tony Ferguson earlier in the year, the head kick knockout, fucking punted up the middle, and, you know, he's got, he's adopted two black kids, which, I mean, I suppose is a good thing, a bit weird, but, you know, I think it's one of those things, if you need to adopt, you don't really get the choice of the skin colour, really, so... Yeah, but it's just a weird visual. You see him and his white wife with two very black sons. But, um, yeah, man, that's the UFC card. Oh, we dropped the phone again. Sorry to, to your eardrums for that one. But, uh, yeah, what else happened in the sport sporting world this last few days With the ABs nearly get tripped up by Scotland? And, again, just the same ABs all season. They got one good game off against Wales last week. And they are, and even then, they still say follow the exact same pattern they always do. They get off to a good lead in the first first 10 minutes. So this, normally 20 minutes, but this time it was only 10 minutes. And they let the other team right back in the game in the second half of the first half. And then, you know, depending on how they come out in the second half, They'll either let the other team get out to an even further lead and completely fuck it, or they will just keep it incredibly close and have you sit shit in your pants for the whole last 40 minutes thinking they're going to lose a game, they should fucking win. And basically this was the latter, like, yeah, they just, they were never comfortable, like, against Scotland. And I know it was, it wasn't even that much of a B team, it was kind of like, sort of like 10 of the... Frontline starting players were starting. Like, yeah, Bodie instead of Ritchie. They gave Ritchie the rest at 10. But, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just so frustrating. It's just, I don't like it. Like, I don't like, like, they have to talk about how, like, the All-Blakes have never lost to Scotland ever in their life, ever in the existence of rugby. And then, you know, that's all the commentators are talking about during the game while Scotland are leading. They're like, oh, it's going to be historic they have a chance to make history. And it just pisses you off as an All Blacks fan. You're just like, fuck off. All right? Shouldn't even count, like, any any smaller nations that have beaten in the, the All Blacks in 2022. Like, they just shouldn't count it. This is not the All Blacks that I know. This is not the All Blacks of old. Like, fucking, they should just just rewrite all, like, when, we, when they go through the Rugby Almanac in the next few years, the 2022 season should basically say, the All Blacks took the year off, but the All Blacks 15, they were busy, they took their place, they were the ones that lost to Ireland, and Argentina, South Africa, nearly lost to Japan, nearly lost to Scotland, and then probably lost to England to finish off the fucking season, so, honestly man, I just can't wait for, for it to be done. One more week. One more week of the All Blacks. One more week of the All Blacks, and then we don't have to worry about them until fucking, what, like, May or June next year. At least then I can focus on the Crusaders, like an actually an actual well-functioning rugby organisation. It's so much easier to be a Crusaders fan than an All Blacks fan, man. It's so much more fun. Especially the last, like, five or so years or whatever it's been. Like, ugh. Like, so really, I haven't got that much to complain about. Like, yeah, I'd prefer the All Blacks to do well over the Crusaders. Like, any day of the week, but... At least I'm not the fucking, you know, I'm not a fucking Hurricanes fan or something. I'd be, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't be watching rugby anymore if I was a Hurricanes fan. And to be honest, I don't think they are any... I think that's most of Hurricanes fans anyway. They don't get any anybody to the fucking games. Like, Wellington won the NPC this year, but that just shows you how little anybody gives a fuck about the NBC is, like Wellington can win and then just have like 50 people at this home semi-final against Auckland, just no one gives a fuck, but yeah, 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 that's it really man, NFL, we'll give a quick recap of the NFL, Raven said the bye so, wasn't really focusing on things too much, but I saw the Packers. They got a good win. OT win over the over the Cowboys, so that was nice to see. Nice to see Aaron Rodgers hitting hitting his rookie receiver for a few fucking epic tuds. But um Yeah. What else happened? The Bills Vikings, like fuck, that was a wild game. I won't even describe what happened there, like ugh. Oh. Yeah, man. Wild, that was wild. And, yeah. What else happened? Oh, they had the Berlin, no, the Munich game, the German game, the Buccaneers and the Seahawks. So, yeah, Germany gets an NFL game. I reckon they'll start taking them down under soon. I reckon Aussie or New Zealand will get an NFL game in the next five, six years. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. I'll get up for that. I'll get up for that. I'd love if they did it like in Auckland or something. They just went to Eden Park. They might not. They might have to take the Aussie first, take it either Sydney or Melbourne. But even then, like, I'd try I'd to try get over there. It'd be fucking tough to get tickets, though, if it was a one-off game. Even if they fucking... Even if they put it in the MCG, that would be sick. I reckon they could sell out the MCG if they took an NFL game to this part of the world. But, um, yeah. All right, then. I think that's all for today, you cunts. And, Yeah.